I think that I can see better if I go the other side, right? Like here, I can see. Look at this. All right. Probably you noticed that um, that now we have interrupted the the sequence of gospel of Mark. We're gonna do this, or we are gonna read the gospel of John for five for five weeks. Readings from the gospel of John. This is taken from what is known as the bread of life. Bread of life is sequence. And Jesus identifies himself as the bread of life as we come to the conclusion of this uh, text. But before Jesus gets there, we want to make sure that we have an understanding that we have to hunger for this bread of life. And so we have a gospel today that helps us understand this. So the first reading and the second, not the first reading and the gospel are talking about the same theme or topic. We say, we hear stories about hungry people and how are we going to feed them? I like this. And how are we going to feed them? In the gospel, in the gospel of John, we find Jesus and his disciples facing a situation that seems beyond their resource, resources to deal with. They have to feed more than 5,000 people. It is important to observe that Jesus didn't feed the people with nothing. He started with something that was already available. And Andrew said to Jesus, there is a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish, but what is that between so many? One day I would like to talk about a boy, this boy in the gospel. Sometimes we ignore this character in the gospel. In both cases, the first reading and the gospel, it is obvious that there is not enough food for the crowds to eat. But in the end, there is so much food that everyone can eat their fill. And there are even leftovers. So each reading shows how carefully God feeds and cares for us. In the Bible, the bread Bread was understood as a sign of God's gift to strengthen human beings. Bread was a sign of hospitality, wisdom, intelligence, peace, and life. That's why bread is important. Jesus presents himself as our bread of life. God will satisfy every human hunger. Jesus feels a sense of responsibility for the numbers of people who follow him around the Sea of Galilee. The impossible became possible in the power and prayer of Jesus. Jesus saw that he could do a great deal with those few resources. Five loaves and two fish is like a number, the perfect number, seven. Five loaves and two fish. Jesus' actions with the bread in the gospel reminds us, remind us 
of his actions at the Last Supper, he took the loaves, gave thanks, and gave them out to all. On both occasions, in the desert of Galilee and in the upper room in Jerusalem, what was given to Jesus was insignificant compared to what he gave back. In other words, we offer what is of little value, simple bread and very ordinary wine. And we are given back what is of infinite value, the Lord's body and blood. In the wilderness, the Lord worked powerfully through the very insignificant resources to feed the physical hunger of the people. At the Eucharist, the Lord works powerfully through the insignificant resources to satisfy the deeper spiritual hunger of the human heart. So, the Eucharist that we are celebrating today, this beautiful evening, is also about giving, about loving, and about sharing. The bread we, which has been offered by all is blessed, blessed at the consecration, then broken and divided and given, to, and given out to all. If the Eucharist is about loving, is about sharing how to feed people in a spiritual way. We know about this, the bread of life. We know why they talk about the bread. But now how to put into practice the gospel today in my life, into your life, with people around you? Hmm? Because you said you came here and you don't have homework or duties, what to do? Okay, I'll tell you. This is the thing. In the second reading, St. Paul gives us a more realistic way to live and to feed others as the church by living in humility and gentleness, by acting with patience, bearing with each other in love, and always seeking and striving to preserve unity of the Spirit through peace. We are always called upon to feed the world in the literal sense. But our mission as a church tells us that others are also fed by the way we live and act each moment of each day. The most precious gift we have to offer others are not financial ones, because if we work, we make money. We know that. Again, the most precious gifts we have to offer others are not financial ones. No, it's not about that. But gifts of friendship, love, understanding, acceptance, and forgiveness. The gifts of time and of a listening ear the gift of a, of a compassionate heart. These are the gifts that work little miracles. 
when I'm at the Nardex and see people coming, if I smile, they smile. It's sense of community, uh, welcoming parish. If I do this, and I love it. Sometimes I thought that oh, just smile doesn't. It's not a big, how to say, that is not important. But now, it's very important. I'm telling you this because um, these are the gifts that work little miracles. Even when our financial resources are very low, we can enrich the lives of others in significant ways. We can never underestimate the resources we have within us and among us to enrich the lives of others. I'm going to conclude my homily with this short story. I, four weeks ago, it was Sunday, my first night at the rectory. But that rectory has an alarm system. If someone tried to open the door at midnight, what happened? Huh? Yes, it's a sound, it's a horrible sound. That what you need or you want to do is just to put your fingers into your ears. I don't want to hear what it happened to me. But I didn't know. Father Trout didn't explain about the code. And I saw Father Martin, that he was up. And I said, okay, I, I need to go. And then I, I went to his room, I knocked the door. But he thought that he was sleeping or they said, what's going on? Who is knocking the door? I said, please help me. How can I stop this machine? He said, okay, 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 let's go. And yeah, he, he knew the code. And when I saw Father Trout, I said, I'm so sorry. It was midnight. And he said, with a beautiful smile, that's okay, that's okay. Just go and sleep, that's okay. <gasps> it was a gesture, gesture of kindness, love, comprehension. And I will remember this, or I will never forget this. But it's beautiful to do this. Small things like this make the difference. We don't need to give money, but we can give time, comprehension, love, peace. And we can do this at home with your wife. You can do good things for your wife, for your husband. But if you don't say, I love you, and at the end of the day, well, I know that he or she can do good things for me. But good deeds and good words is a good combination and a good connection. So, this is the, a good fruit for, that comes from receiving the, the Eucharist. And also, I'm happy to see a lot of people today. I don't know how many people are here in, in this beautiful church, uh, but you are here because you want to receive communion and, the, and to listen to the Word of God. You are not here because Father Emmanuel is going to celebrate the Eucharist. Probably you didn't know. Right? But 
This is the good thing, that you are here because you want to receive communion, because you can watch Carnal Supish on TV, but you say, no, probably it's not enough. I want to receive communion. And one day, Father Kachi, in his homily, said that in a survey, people said that they come to the church because they want to receive communion. And I, I believe that. Probably now they don't come to listen to us or to me or my homily, but you are here because you want to receive communion. This is the bread of life. And Jesus is our bread of life.